Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You know, I think they're right there. And I think by the end of the week, they'll get better. And I think Green Bay gets worse. And I think it'll be them and the Rams competing. Because, look, Alex Scott is a good player, but that's actually going to be the reason they go or don't go to a Super Bowl. And Tom Brady creates an honor of association. It takes more like Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry can replace the Antonio Brown role. And players will want to go there on one-year deals because they feel like they have a chance to win a championship. That is Mike Tannenbaum from the 33rd team and ESPN as well. And, oh, yeah, Tom Brady is back. Talk about that uh, more in a moment. Brent Martineau on the road. Austin Lane and uh, Casey Kurtz in the Action Sports Jack Studios here on a busy Monday. The Jaguars are busy in free agency, spending Shad Khan's money, and the fans love that. Wide receiver and Christian Kirk, Brandon Scherf as well. A couple defensive players, too. And uh, the Jags are off and running to rebuild this roster and try to be, get relevant again in the National Football League. Uh, we'll go to Tom Brady in just a moment, Austin. But, uh, Casey, quick update. The Players' Championship. I mean, it is wild and, and crazy. Uh, raining on the back nine, sunny on the front nine right now. Keegan Bradley out of nowhere to get the 10 under par and Ty Cameron Smith for the lead at 10 under, who had dropped some shots after a, a red hot start. And then you got Paul Casey, Lahiri, the third round leader at nine under. My man Victor Hovland just bogeyed uh, number 15 to go to eight. Russell Knox, Jacksonville resident former JU Dolphin, uh, and Tom Hoagie also eight under par. Anyone's game at the Players' Championship, uh, Casey. Yeah, no doubt. A lot of guys in contention. And uh, to your point, the rain is impacting some but not others. If you're a big live better, uh, feel free. There's a lot of guys within two shots of the lead, as you mentioned. It's going to be an interesting finish, but the rain on the fr- uh, rain on one side of the course and not rain on the other side is uh, it's a new one, and it's really coming down. They're showing a close-up right now of Cameron Smith hitting his last shot that was not any good. If you uh, were, like... How tuned in are you to the live betting? Like, if you were two shots back, like you're Russell Knox right now. Like, do you have any idea what it would if you wanted to go Russell Knox to win two shots back with like seven, eight holes to play? Yes. What that would do for you? So usually how that works is if you are a proven winner, like Paul Casey right now is a shot back. I guarantee you, Paul Casey's odds are like I bet Paul Casey's the second best odds to win because he's a proven winner. But somebody like Russell Knox. The odds would be pretty uh, intriguing to look at. I bet I haven't pulled it up. I bet Russell Knox, where he's at right now, is about plus eighteen hundred or so to win. That would be my guess. Yeah, that'd be pretty good right there, Austin. Throw a dollar down. Not mad at that. Sorry, uh-huh. I was I wasn't paying attention. I was looking up to free agency stuff. My bad. <laughs> well, that's all right. There's a lot going on there too. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, non-golf fan doesn't sit down on the couch and watch it. Did you watch any of 17 this weekend? I, I have not. You want the honest opinion? Yeah. No. No, I, I was pretty busy this weekend. I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. 17. Um, Casey, Chambly doesn't like 17. You okay with 17 the way it is? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, I, I think, yeah, I, I am fine with it. By the way, I uh, just want to let you know, Russell Knox right now plus 2,000, so I was pretty close. And Paul Casey is the second favorite right now, plus 250, even though he's <laughs> shot back. <laughs> yeah, you look at this stuff way too much. Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. I'm happy with that. That's impressive. That is an impressive for sure. Um, so, anyway, 
final round of the Players' Championship continues at uh, TPC Sawgrass. Uh, we'll keep you updated. Leaders are at 10 under par. We'll talk more about 17th hole uh, in a little bit uh, as well. Tom Brady's back, Austin Lane. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I've been a big proponent of this thing. He, he couldn't stay retired, and he ends up coming back. Um, you know, I, I saw when he announced, a lot of people were like, well, what, why? Like, why would you come back? What is there, you know, you have nothing left to prove. You're, you're the greatest champion of all time. You're the GOAT for a reason. Why would you come back after you sell out in the sunset? And, you know, the way I saw it when I was saying, I bet he comes back, I bet he comes back, I'm not convinced he's retired, is because he is the ultimate competitor. You know, and, like, the ability to compete, you hear a lot, and it's probably one of the most cliche things in, in, in all of sports in terms of athletes saying, hey, I'm here to compete, I just want to compete, yada, yada, yada. Well, Tom Brady is that competitor. He, he is the standard in terms of being a competitor. And I think that, you know, regardless of the sport, I'm reminded of Drew, Drew Brees a couple years ago. You know, like, it was time for him to go. You, you saw his last game. It was a nightmare. Like, he, he regressed, and, and he knew it. I think Saints fans knew it. We all knew it. Like, Drew Brees went out and was like, man, it, it sucks that he had to go off that way. I forgot, like, what the numbers were, but I know they weren't good. And that was the end of the Drew Brees story. Tom Brady, you know, was a couple plays here or there from beating the Rams, from beating the Super Bowl champions. And I'm sure that ate at him. And I'm sure he watched that Super Bowl. And you watched Matthew Stafford and Jalen Ramsey and company hoist that Lombardi trophy. It's one thing to walk away when you know that your skills and everything, they have failed you. But it's another thing to walk away, or at least to try to walk away, when you know you're still one of the best at what you do. And if you go at the numbers of Tom Brady, if you see how he did last year, he is far, far from regressing. You know, if he has a talent around him um, to amplify that, 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 that talent that Tom Brady can bring, I don't blame him for coming back because I think he still has unfinished business, like he said, and he still has a lot to prove, even though he's proved everything. But it's hard for somebody to go out, go out when there's still, at least they feel, um, that's such a high skill set and still feel good playing the game of football. I guess I'm a little surprised with Brady that even announced that he would retire if this was in his mind so much. And it obviously was in his mind. This wasn't like, hey, change. You know, he, he was very open-ended in a lot of his answers. I, I did not think he would re- come out of retirement. I thought he'd be like, okay, I, I know when I'm done and I'm done. And so maybe he did have a, a little change of heart, but I'm just a little surprised that he would announce what he announced and now change his mind because he just seems – um, I don't know. It just seems a little bit beyond that for me. I, I think he's so calculated, but maybe you can't hide the feelings. And he, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying in, in the sense of I think he knows he has something left, and it, it, it would pain him to not see some of that through, like at a good enough level. Like he, Even if he deteriorates a little, he obviously feels like he's not going to just fall off a cliff with his talent and especially the team they have. So uh, maybe he, he starts to feel some of 45 years old, right? Yeah. And he walks away after next year. But I think at least right now he's like, hey, I feel too good. I'm playing too good to just leave this on the table and, and wonder, shoot, why didn't I play a couple more years? Or why didn't I play one more year? And I, I kind of feel that's what this is all about. Well, it has to be. You know, I mean, listen, I, like, I remember watching Michael Jordan for the Washington Wizards, which we always try to forget about, but it's the truth. Like, you know, when Jordan went to the Wizards, it was like, 
yeah, you know, we've, we've kind of seen the best of Jordan. We saw that in Chicago. Now everything's just kind of, it, it just didn't feel right, you know? And, and we see this with a lot of football players who maybe hang on a little bit until it's too late, and then it's like you're a shell of what you once were. And then we also see guys retire early. We saw Barry Sanders do that. We saw Kelvin Johnson um, retire early. With Tom Brady, you talk about a guy last year who led the league in passing yards. It wasn't Justin Herbert. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes. It wasn't Joe Burrow. It was Tom Brady. So to say, hey, I was the passing leader last year in the NFL, and I put up 43 touchdowns and 12 interceptions, it would be hard for anybody to walk away from that because you are still playing at such a high, high level. I think you heard Tannenbaum talking about uh, maybe a guy like Landry. Like, where are they at? They did, they're going to lose some people. They keep Jensen. I think they lost uh, one of their offensive linemen to Cincinnati today. Um, uh, their other offensive linemen retired, right? Yeah, yep, uh, yeah, and they, so, he's just so, retired too. Yeah, so, well, I mean, they're not as good. Can they get good enough? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we'll we'll see with Gronk what his plan is. But at the end of the day, it's just like when he's on the Patriots. Guys will take a discount to play with Tom Brady win the Super Bowl. And if you look at the NFC right now in terms of what that landscape looks like, I think it's a little easier than the AFC is going to be looking, you know, in, in this year, especially with Russell Wilson now going to Denver. So I think, you know, players out there, free agents, they are willing to take a discount to, to get that Tom Brady effect to try to win a Super Bowl because the odds are pretty good that they can probably go back there. Now you got to find another wide receiver, right? I mean, Antonio Brown um, is gone. I mean, you could probably do it with Mike Evans and, and, and Godwin, but, you know, if they can add another guy here or there, then so be it. But overall, I mean, we'll see with the running game because I think is Fournette, does he have one year left with Tampa? Well, what is Fournette looking like right now? Well, I, I think the story with Fournette is that they were going to let him go. Like, I think okay. he already kind of acknowledged that. I think that, like, there was about, there were four or five guys last week that it looked like they were going to part ways with. And I think Fournette was one of the guys on that list I saw reported. And I think if I caught it correctly, he might have even put an Instagram post out of, of about being a part of the Tampa Bay Bucks sure. and knowing that he wasn't going to be a part of them in the future. Now, who knows? Maybe Tom Brady vouches for him and says, hey, bring him back. You know, Tom Brady's calling the shots there right now. So uh, it's, it's Tom's team, much like, you know, LeBron kind of does his thing in the NBA. Well, yeah, and at the end of the day, like I said, I think players want to play for Tom Brady. I think they want that hope of trying to win a Super Bowl. So they could get some guys at a discount as well. All right, uh, let's switch it back to free agency for the Jags. At 5 o'clock, I want you to – we're going to go around the league a little bit and see if anything has caught your attention. Um, but from a Jag standpoint – in our last segment, you brought up tight end. Can they do something at tight end to make them better, make us happy? There's a lot of people out there. There are a lot of people in the tight end free agency list. Now, some have been tagged. Some have been scooped up like a Zach Ertz as well. What can the Jags do? Who do you have your eye on uh, that would make some sense? I know there's a big name like Ingram still out there. Uh, but And I guess some people are even viewing him as, as playing him in the, in the slot, I think I heard. Uh, so what uh, what could they do at tight end to, to make them better in that room and help Trevor out? Are you saying Evan Ingram in the slot? <laughs> Did I hear something like they're going to put him out of that wide receiver or some teams were interested? I think I saw that last uh, in, in moving him around from more, huh. like a, more like a Waller type, I guess. Okay. You, know, you can call him a tight end if you want. But okay. I, th- I thought I saw that. Okay. Um, 
Maybe I'm making it up. I might be making it up. But, but um, you know, as far as the guys that are available, I mean, it's like you said, there's been a lot of casualties to the franchise tag. Zach Ertz gets, you know, signs a new deal in Arizona, which made a lot of sense, you know, being reunited with Doug Peterson, so you missed out on that. Um, to me, really, the only guy that kind of sticks out to me right now is uh, Uzama, who had a pretty dang good game um, against the Jaguars. I think he's a guy that I would at least show some interest in. Now, can Cincinnati definitely bring him back? Absolutely. You know, and, and maybe they will because they definitely have the money for it. And he was a he was a big part of, of that offense last year. He kind of got lost in the mix with, you know, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd and everybody. But when his number was called, he delivered. So um, Uzama could be a guy. Now, is he coming off an injury, Casey? Uh, I know he got hurt. Yeah. Well, is it a serious one? Does anyone remember if he played in the Super Bowl? <sighs> I'm... He was definitely he like was questionable to, up until yeah. the thing. So, so it's, it's something super serious. I don't think he played in the super. He didn't play in the Super Bowl. I don't think. Okay, so but I don't think it was anything like well, catastrophic. He's had he's had a big injury before. Yeah, yeah. Well, who hasn't these days? Um, mm-hmm. So you got Uzama, and then you know Robert Tanyan's another guy who's coming off of a, a catastrophic injury this past season. I mean, you could probably get him at a discount, but overall, I, I may take the risk in, in the draft more than anything. Really? That's in, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I was thinking all along that they would get somebody in free agency. There were enough names out there. And then all of a sudden, you, you know, the Urtzes of the world or, or like Uzoma, Uzoma, uh, uh Ingram could be out there. Gasecki gets tagged. Uh, the list goes on and on. And some of these guys might be just too old. But I thought there, was a, there were enough people out there to take a flyer on in free agency. And that still might be the case. That way you don't have to use a draft pick because – I think after the first couple of guys, Texas A&M kid and, like, the McBride kid, I'm not sure how deep the tight end room is I mean, in the draft. Yeah, I mean, I go ahead and give you guys some names that are still available. You still have Uzama. Uh, you got Gerald Everett out of Seattle, and they, they just re-signed. Uh, did I see that? Casey told me that. Yeah, Will Disley. Will Disley. So they re-signed him, so Everett could be on the market. Jared Cook, Jimmy Graham. Now, keep in mind, Jared Cook's 34 years old. Jimmy Graham is 35 years old. Uh, you got Hayden Hurst out there. You do have Evan Ingram, um, Tyler Conklin out of Minnesota, Blake Jarwin out of Dallas, Robert Tunyon, Anthony Fersker, uh, Eric Ebron, Kyle Rudolph. You know, I mean, O.J. Howard's a guy who, you know, when he's healthy he could be that, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's only 27 years old. A lot of names, but those names, Brent, don't really do. I mean, if Hayden Hurst can you get a discount, so be it. You know, but I would probably risk it now more um, in the draft of getting maybe a starting caliber type of person. See, that's interesting. Casey, how do you feel about that? Because I, I would like a guy like Hurst, even a guy like Everett. Um, who else did you tell me about? Uh, even a guy like, I don't know, is it? Can you, can you try a, a, like the Tyler Conklin kid? I mean, I don't. I would rather have somebody that's already played the position and see where we could go from there rather than take a flyer on someone in the draft this year, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'm in the same uh, boat there, I guess. Hayden Hurst is okay with me. Gerald Everett, uh, I guess, is okay. Conklin, same way. Uh, O.J. Howard interests me that you brought up, Austin, because with Brady coming back, you assume that Gronk will also come back. O.J. Howard had been frustrating with not playing. So sure. OJ, if O.J. Howard's available, I'd, he's he's not a free agent, is he? He is. I think he's a free agent. Yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah, I mean, unrestricted free agent, it says here. Then, yeah, I'm a, I'd be all in for O.J. Howard. I Assuming that you still draft somebody, but I think having a guy like O.J. Howard with Dan Arnold, you draft somebody, not super high, but 
try to find some value, haha, LOL, uh, at that point. But I like a guy like O.J. Howard, Hayden Hurst as well. Well, keep in mind, because they still have Cameron Braid as well. So you're Exactly. I mean, if, if Gronk does indeed come back, which I'm sure he's going to now if Tom Brady's back, well, then you have that three-headed monster again in the tight end room. And if I'm O.J. Howard... I essentially want to be featured in offense one time. You know what I'm saying? And he's not going to be doing that in Tampa Bay. So, yeah, I have a hard time believing that O.J. Howard chooses to re-sign with the Buccaneers if they do have Cameron Brait, if they do have Rob Gronkowski. Listen, O.J. Howard's been a super disappointment in the NFL, yet I think I'd still get a little excited if the Jags got him. You know? I mean, yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that. Like you said, he's only 27, too, so... Uh, I, I think the Jags still have a chance to go somewhere in free agency with the tight ends, but they probably don't have to run uh, to get their bid in because there's so many of the tight ends that are probably in the same group. Come with question marks, and can you pick the right one that maybe will have a, a good year, you know, and, and take off a little bit? And Howard maybe is that guy. We'll see. Um, and you got to keep fingers crossed about a lot of these guys from an injury standpoint. Brent, so, let, uh, let me go and ask you this question here. You know, with now Christian Kirk becoming a Jacksonville Jaguar, great. You know, you have your you, you wide receiver room a little more short up now. Assuming that they get, get Hutchinson with the number one overall pick, they don't trade down. That second round pick at 33, would you rather see them take the high-valued wide receiver or the high-valued tight end from that position? I think I'd rather get the, uh, the wide receiver. Okay. Um, and, the, and the reason I say it is because I still am not convinced you have a star at wide receiver, Austin. Um, Christian Kirk might have just overpaid for it. Can I buy into him? Certainly. Does he have a lot to prove? Absolutely. Not much different than a draft pick in terms of, all right, how good is he going to be? Um, and, and I think we don't know that yet on Christian Kirk. And obviously they're buying into that he can be very good. So I would go wide receiver there. Because if you look down the road, you got a guy like, listen, Jamal Agnew, I don't know how much you want to factor him in, but I'm not factoring too much in. But Marvin Jones, he's got one more year. He's gone after 2022. Then what? Well, Visca Chanel, if he does not come back and have a big year, well, you're going to kind of be like, all right, well, this isn't working out. And he's also a different type of guy anyway. So I think, yeah, I think you need more depth at wide receiver, not just for 2022, but for down the road. You have to start developing you know, that alpha. You need an alpha at wide receiver. And hopefully Kirk can be that. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be bad to have two because a lot of teams do, right? No, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, we always get so wrapped up in wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and all this stuff. And, you know, the, the, the game, like, yeah, you still have your Devontae Adams. You still have your DeAndre Hopkins. And you might have your Cooper Cup, but keep in mind, Robert Woods was featured heavily in that offense until he got hurt. And then it was the Cooper Cup show. So, yeah, you don't just want that one go-to guy. You, you need a plethora uh, of great talent at wide receiver position. And, you know, if you go off of last year's numbers with Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault, um, you know, there was some underachieving going on there. So I agree with you. I think, you know, this doesn't close the door on the wide receivers in the draft just because they got Christian Kirk. I think, if anything, it should amplify it more. And now maybe you can get more of, like, a big-time, like a big-threat receiver in terms of size and stature, or you can get some more speed. I mean, there's a lot of options out there. It's a very deep draft class this year for wide receivers. Yeah, and somebody said this recently. I was reading some uh, some tweets on it, and I can't remember who, but, you know, the second-year receiver guys will be interesting to watch because there's so much depth at wide receiver in these drafts that you can just always draft another one. <laughs> and yeah. so I don't think you can draft enough of them, uh, quite frankly, because 
you you can hit on a lot of different in a lot of different ways, and not just in the first round, not just early in the second round. You might be able to pick another one up in the fourth round, and that guy ends up being really good. We've seen it at that position. It is so deep, and so I would say yes. The Jags at thirty three. I still am hoping they would take a receiver. Now maybe there's a stud defensive tackle, right? Maybe there's another need around. But I would think over tight end especially, I would definitely take uh, the best available wide receiver. And the Jags are being aggressive in free agency. I would love to see them be aggressive if somebody slips that they really love at the wide receiver position and jump right back into the late first round. I think we all like that kind of stuff. Uh, teams are, are not usually willing to be too aggressive and do it. But when it comes to the wide receiver position and helping Trevor out, be convicted, go do it, be aggressive. That's kind of what they were today with Christian Kirk. Maybe they'll do that in the draft as well. Let's take a timeout. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. One thing the Jaguars did today, there might not be a free agent that has more to prove going into 2022 than the guy they picked up in Christian Kirk. We'll talk about what else the rest of the league did, what more the Jaguars could do, and revisit if you're just jumping in on what the Jags have done. Plus, an update on the Players' Championship, which is <laughs> it's pretty wild on a Monday afternoon on the back nine at PPC Sawgrass. We'll take you there when we come back on ESPN 690. Usually, physically, it becomes obvious. Peyton Manning, he couldn't raise his arm to throw. Drew Brees had throw Like, when your arm goes... Then you 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 know I'm not going to go out there and embarrass myself. But when you have your arm still fully intact and you think you can go throw it in this game today, that it is much safer for quarterbacks. And Tom always says there's no one patrol in the middle of the field, flats are open, and no one can hit me. Uh, and he can still throw it. So that's the thing. Once he can, once he starts to fail with the arm, that's when you know it's going to be done. I've always said that to be the case as well. Tom Brady, as long as he's got a fastball, I feel the same way about a guy like Aaron Rodgers. They don't get hit to the degree they used to, or maybe just because they're savvy enough that they can play for maybe however long they want to. But you got to still have the fastball to be able to get it done, and those guys still do. Even Brady approaching 45 years old, amazingly. Brent Martineau on the road, actually heading off to Clearwater. Uh, this afternoon might be at a, a spring training tomorrow morning uh, for the uh, oh no New York Yankees guys oh yeah uh, I, I, I would ditch that one if I was you yeah what are you doing yeah not too well like uh, Ty's playing a couple of baseball games over here with Creekside and uh, they might have a chance to go to the facility if it works out and rain holds and all that stuff so um, I mean, you can't turn it down. No, Plus, I mean, yeah. You got to get some inside info or something. No, for sure. Show the Red Sox. I was looking up spring training tickets. They don't give those away, do they? Well, now the game's yeah. less, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was very surprised of just, like, how much those things can cost. Because, you know, it's essentially kind of going to a scrimmage. Yeah, it's true. It's, uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, don't, I guess I haven't looked recently. Are they super expensive? We're talking, like, 30 bucks or are we talking more than that? Uh, I mean, I think it depends where you're, you're trying to sit, but yeah, they can, I mean, let's see, I'm looking at, well, this is the, in Arizona, so that's different, but, um, <laughs> well, but it's the same principle. Hold up, man. Sure. Um, spring training. Here we go. Brandon's <laughs> in Florida. New York Yankees. Okay. So if you want to sit baseline, you're looking at about 60 bucks. Yep. If you want to sit in the bleachers, looking at about 90 bucks. 
Well, that ticket's not selling. I'll tell you what. Infield box. Look, bucks looking at Infield box looking at about 125 bucks. Yep. Really? So yeah. So when I say I was no, surprised, at he, the price, he's also looking at the Yankees opening day of spring training. That's the first game. Well, I don't know. I'm just looking okay. up spring training tickets. I'm just saying. Well, All one right. thing that might have happened is, again, the games have really shrunk down, so maybe the opportunities are less, and they're trying to maybe catch people that had come down normally through March and would ca- and would want to see games, and so maybe they're tapping into that a little bit sure. um, over these last couple of weeks. Because usually right about now, you're fizzling down to the, to the end of spring training and approaching the season, but that certainly isn't the case. By the way, big, uh, what was it, Matt, Matt Olson, right, uh, Casey, going from the Br- Oakland to the Braves, which means see you later. Freddie Freeman, no more Freddie Freeman in Atlanta, it looks like. Yeah, that is correct, Matt Olson. Heck of a player, but was kind of lost out in Oakland. Uh, I'm sure the Braves fans, as good as Matt Olson has been, are not happy that they will lose Freddie Freeman to likely the Dodgers or potentially the Yankees. So uh, probably a tough day for Braves fans, but at the end of the day, Matt Olson is a very good player that will play first base for them going forward. I saw some people say that if some people think he's just a he's a better player, it's actually an upgrade. But Freddie Freeman, just the heart and soul, the heartbeat of that Atlanta organization coming off the World Series, uh, that's I think it's too bad that uh, he doesn't end up staying with the Braves. And I think a lot of people uh, have some sentimental value there with Freddie, and he can still play. By the way, it's not like he's he's washed up. Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Uh, so we got some MLB trading and some free agency going on. Yankees actually made a big trade last night, which was a little surprising to me. Getting rid of Urshela and Sanchez. Sanchez, no problem. Urshela kind of surprised me. Um, but meanwhile, in the NFL, free agency all over the place, as expected. Here Monday, Tuesday, league year starts on Wednesday. Jags have been active. Austin, I want to ask you this. Jags have, doesn't look, it does not look like they're pursuing pass rushers. Should they have? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a position of need, but I think it's kind of telling that who the top pick overall is going to be then. You know, I mean, um, it will be addressed with the edge rushing uh, and, and Hutchinson or if somehow Thibodeau squeaks his way up there, but it's probably going to be Hutchinson at this point. I am a little surprised because it was a, definitely a glaring need last year. If you look at where they finished, I mean, it was towards the bottom of the league. Um, you know, how confident are you with Chase on now with a new coaching staff? Maybe a new scheme, we'll see. I mean, you know, Josh Allen still um, has a lot to prove as well, but I think the more the merrier in terms of edge rushers. Not to say that, you know, it's done. I mean, we're talking about Chandler Jones, Chandler Jones. That was going to be like the, the, the high price guy. Well, he's still waiting to see. So I wonder what that market's going to be like for him. Um, if it's not tonight, then maybe tomorrow. I am a little surprised, but there's still a lot of time to go in free agency. Well, yeah, listen, Chandler Jones is the name that's come come to mind, right? And and he's a little older, but still you got to wonder if he's got something left in the tank, and, and it certainly appears he does. Brenton Buckner, the defensive line coach, obviously worked with him in Arizona. Hassan Reddick, I think I saw was a three-year, like $45 million deal, so it wasn't anything crazy uh, for the Carolina pass rusher. So maybe the, the, the market for pass rusher may not be so terrible for the Jags to dive into. The other one – even though they got Christian Kirk, are they done with wide receiver? We asked about DJ Chark. Could they bring him back? But could they go get somebody else? Or what I think is, is that too much of an investment dollars-wise and contract-wise in the wide receiver position that you might tie up in two guys? And keep in mind, I think Marvin Jones is like a $10 million contract this year. So he'd be paying a lot of money for the wide receiver position if they had another one in free agency. No, for sure. You know, I mean, I don't think it's going to be, like, the biggest of names in, in terms of a wide receiver. Like, I don't see them getting Allen Robinson now. 
Um, I, I don't see them bringing back DJ Chark. You know, even a guy like Jar, uh, Jarvis Landry, probably not. And, and you know, like I see a guy like Jamison Crowder, who, who's been so dang dependable for the Jets and is, is super underrated in terms of his skill set, but he's also a slot guy. And, you know, we'll see where Christian Kirk plans on playing. It's probably going to be a lot in the slot, so it doesn't make sense to sign another slot guy and throw money at him. I mean, there are some, like, lower-tiered options, you know. To me, it begs the question of whoever you bring in will be better than LaVisca Chenault and Marvin Jones. Um, I think Sammy Watkins is a guy who's played in some pretty high-powered offenses and has had some success. I'm not sure if he's better than Marvin Jones right now, though. You know, so, I mean, Sammy Watkins is a guy that's out there. Uh, Rashard Higgins is a guy who had some moderate success in Cleveland. Um, I don't know where he ranks with him and Marvin Jones. Is that maybe a guy you take a look at? Cedric Wilson, who's, you know, still very young. Uh, we'll see what Dallas plans to do with him. That's a guy you could possibly take a look at if it can come at the right price. So there's definitely options out there in terms of maybe like a, a lower-tiered category of wide receiver. And I get it. You don't want to throw all the money at, at the wide receivers, and especially if you're going to draft one as well. But to me going out of your way to make Trevor Lawrence happy and give Trevor Lawrence confidence is absolutely priceless. So I would load the load up that room as much as I can. Yeah, that makes some sense. Cedric Wilson's interesting. I thought I, like the rumblings last week were da- was Dallas was going to try to sign him too. I don't know what his value is, but it might be a little bit too much in terms of what you're thinking, or maybe it is a more moderate deal for a guy like Cedric Wilson. Uh, so we will see on that front. By the way, some details in on the Christian Kirk deal. And I know you had already, you guys had mentioned it was four years, $72 million base, 84 max value, but he gets like a 20 million signing bonus according to Aaron Wilson. It's always good at this number stuff. Uh, one and a half guaranteed, 15 and a half guaranteed, uh, 14 and a half million, 15 and a half million. I mean, he's throwing all sorts of numbers yeah. out. He's got workout bonuses, um, 3 million in there. So, but the base root of it, again, if you miss in the show is four years, seventy-two million. It can get up to eighty-four million. So you're talking uh, eighteen million dollars per year for Christian Kirk, who's yet to exceed one thousand yards in his career in any year. Mm-hmm. And it could be a twenty-one million dollar value. Now, what you'd like to do is you want to see him hit that twenty-one million because that means he's performing well for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So root for the twenty-one million to be paid for Christian Kirk because that means this thing's working. But the the eyeballs are popping at the astronomical price tag the Jags paid for Christian Kirk. That's one of the big stories in free agency today, Austin. Yeah, I mean, if if, if not, it could be the biggest because I think that decision is going to have a, a lasting effect on these other guys now, right? Like, you know, we talked about it. You've essentially, you've reset the market. Now, it's not my money, and you know how I feel about the salary cap. Sometimes I feel like it's not even a real thing because you can always restructure it. There's always ways around it. You know, like if, if somehow Aaron Rodgers is the highest-paid quarterback and they just re-signed uh, Preston Smith in Green Bay and they re-signed their linebacker and then they somehow bring Devonta Adams with a record deal, it's, just, it's, it's another further case of the salary cap does not exist. But the way that it sits with the Jaguars right now, you had money to spend, so you might as well go spend it. And at the end of the day, I get it. You overpaid for Christian Kirk. He's got a lot to prove. But once again, this is another weapon for Trevor Lawrence. And all I care about right now is the is the productivity, is the confidence, and, you know, is the emergence of Trevor Lawrence. And that decision right there to get Christian Kirk, did they want Amari Cooper? Absolutely. Uh, maybe Allen Robinson? It might have been a better get. 
But at the end of the day, you've got a speedster who can run the route tree, who can go in the slot. That helps Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, I am too, and I agree with you on that. I don't care about the price tag as much as long as it doesn't hamper you, and I don't think the Jags are in any position where this kind of stuff's going to hamper them over the next couple of years at the very least until probably they have to pay Trevor, quite frankly. They'll probably have plenty of flexibility to move in and out and and restructure guys and and play with the cap until that time comes around where hopefully they got to pay Trevor Lawrence a boatload of money because that means he's performing at a very high level. But I think it's fair to ask this, too. How much better are the Jacksonville Jaguars with Christian Kirk at 4.40 this afternoon than they were at noontime today without him? I mean... I'm not sure I know how to answer that. You know? I don't know if I know how to answer that. I'm going to answer it like this. You've essentially brought in a guy who's the best receiver on the team. He hasn't even stepped foot in the field yet for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, you, you know when Christian Kirk walks in that locker room, you know say what you want, ones, twos, threes, whatever, the, you know, doesn't really matter. He's the best receiver that, that you got in the team right now. Now we'll see how the draft shakes out, and, and we'll see, you know, how the rest of free agency shakes out, but he's your best receiver right now. He's better than Marvin Jones. He's better than LaVisca Chenault. Um, he's better. So that's what you got out of it. You know, so take that for what it's worth. Like, I just, like, I, I think I agree with you. I hope I agree with you. But if I look at Marvin Jones' last four years and I look at Christian Kirk's last four years, Marvin Jones is a better receiver. See, but I, I don't need to see Marvin Jones' last four years. What I need to see is Marvin Jones' last year compared to Christian Kirk last year. And, and Marvin Jones' last year, you know, I, whether it was a lack of getting open, whether it was a lack of offensive creativity, I think you put Christian Kirk in that offense and you immediately upgrade it. So uh, I, I do think Christian Kirk is the best wide receiver on this team. And I think it's actually a landslide compared to the guys right, they have right now on this roster. Okay. Well, by the way, it should be. For <laughs> $18 million a year. Sure. It should be. And let's hope so. Let's hope that's the case. One last thought on this, uh, at least for now. Um, you wanted Amari Cooper. I think a lot of people wanted Amari Cooper. If we had asked that same question with Amari Cooper on board in the Jacksonville Jaguars for, say, $22 million a year or whatever it might have been, maybe you had to pay him a little bit more on a restructured cash given this price tag for Christian Kirk. But... I think we would really feel like the Jags got a lot better with Amari Cooper. Yeah. Fair to say. Well, and speaking of Amari Cooper, we got breaking news from Adam Schefter. Former Cowboys wide receiver Cedric Wilson intends to sign a three-year, $22 million deal that includes a $12.75 million guaranteed with the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Three the years, Dolphins, uh, $22 million. Yeah, that's not bad. Not at all. That's not that, that's that's nope. not bad. Not at all. No. Good and, for the Dolphins. Uh, that's a, that's a good move. That's a good move for the Dolphins. By the way, they also have a lot of money, and uh, the Dolphins get him, and and they signed uh, who they signed Chase Edmonds earlier today. Yeah, which I, well I, I think football. was a great signing for them. I, I get it. He's a running back, and they're disposable in the draft and all. But I think Chase Edmonds is going to fit that offense nicely. Pretty much closes the door on Will Fuller coming back to Miami then, huh? Ooh. The Will Fuller and maybe over. <laughs> take, take the cards down, Case, or you leave the cards up? What do you think, man? Hey, leave them up. Leave them up. Leave them up. They, they got Cedric Wilson for less than it was for, for Fuller. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> Ten million. Yeah. Ten million for Fuller. Just the one year, but. Uh, uh, I'll so tell you what, Ma- Ma- Miami's doing pretty well for themselves. I mean, I don't give the Dolphins a lot of credit. I like what they've done so far. I think, you know, not only just so far here, I, I think they've had a nice vision of building the team. Mm-hmm. I hope South Beach Gary's not listening. But I think they've had a nice vision of building the team. The question is, how good is Tua, right? Yeah. And and, and can, if he's really good or even above average good, 
a good-looking football team uh, down there in South Florida. Maybe all the Florida teams will soon have good-looking football teams. We know they do over here in Tampa, where I'm headed. I'm just going to stop by Brady's house. See what he's doing. I'm sure he's probably on vacation right now trying to make it up to Yeah, he's probably on vacation trying to make it up to his family. Yeah. Who's he hanging out with over the weekend? Which soccer star? Is he with Ronaldo or something? Ronaldo. Yeah, 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 Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, We'll be back. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Free agency frenzy continues in the NFL. Remember that show, The Diary, you think you know, but you have no idea? Yep. Tom Brady went home for two damn months and realized <laughs> that things were real. Real at home. Does it, no, baby, that's not the way you fold the towels. Tom, I need you to change all these lights in the house. Change lights? Tom, damn, Brady, what do you mean, change lights? Tom was going through all these type of things. He, he at home, he want peace and quiet. The kid won't stop asking him questions. People, people don't understand, when, especially when you play a professional sport and you retire and now you got to be home. That's a different ball game. It's a whole nother football game off the field than it is on the field. Man, Tom Brady coming back for his 23rd season. Makes sense. It makes sense when you're still on top. I just feel bad for all the guys out there that can't even get a weekend off to go watch the NCAA tournament because their wives are saying, hey, you got to stay at home. I mean, two days? You're trying to go Friday and Saturday to watch the tournament with your friends? Nah, it's okay. But meanwhile, Tom Brady is going to go away from the family for the 23rd season and play some more football and, and, and commit his time. And, and uh, let's not get it twisted. I'm sure he's a great husband, great father, all that stuff. But it is a time commitment. The sport of football is definitely a time commitment. And thankfully, I wasn't married and have children when I was playing football because I know just how hard it is to balance you know, for, for in my case, going to the beach bars and then going to play football and then going to train and take care of your body and everything like that. Didn't have time for a family. Didn't have time for a wife. That's changed now, obviously, and it's all good. I'd have no other way. But um, Tom Brady, welcome back. I guess the sport missed you. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Not all about you this season because Tom Brady took over. And, dude, I was so shocked. I, I was watching the NCAA tournament selection show because, you know, Murray State had to see where they're going to go. Yeah. And all of a sudden the Tom Brady news breaks, and that's how big Tom Brady is. They went, like all these college basketball experts, Joel Lenardi and everybody in company, went from talking college basketball to, oh, we have breaking news. Yep. Tom Brady's coming back. Yep. Get the bracket off the TV. Let's talk Tom Brady for 30 minutes. Bracket? What bracket? Exactly. Kyle Trask era is over. Get Brady on <laughs> Blaine Gabbert in absolute shambles right now. But, um, yeah, Tom Brady, welcome back. We missed you, man. I think we got South Beach Gary on the horn right now. And now, South Beach, I'm just going to say this. I know you're going to gloat about free agency as you should, but let's keep it down to a minimum or you might get banned. How you doing, man? South Beach, you there. Is he, is he busting too much? Is he too excited about the free agency? I have no idea what's happening. So it's on. It's on. He's not talking. South Beach, you there. We move on. We we move on. We we progress. But you know what? I'll be honest, though. Miami, looking pretty solid when it comes to free agency, Casey. Yeah, it sounds like Teddy Bridgewater heading that way to be the backup for Tua as well. So uh, good moves and I think smart moves. They didn't pay a wide receiver $85 million who <laughs> appears to be pretty decent. Like like he's he's got some things you could like about him. Like yeah. we were talking about in the break, it seems yeah. like a lot of times when you're watching Dallas, number one was out there making plays. So. Yeah. Seems like they're uh, they're doing pretty well down there. Well, and I just like what they did with Chase Edmonds as well. 
and I'm not sure what the contract even is. You know, I mean, I'm sure it's pretty juicy in terms of, of what a running back's concerned. And, you know, he had a pretty good run in Arizona. I think they're surprised by James Conner, just how good James Conner really was. You know, he was always the reliable guy in the backfield, but also kind of added a, another variable w- with his receiving skills, which was what Kingsbury is looking for in Arizona. So I think once Edmonds got hurt and, you know, James Conner takes over, I mean, you had no choice but to pay James Conner because the guy earned it. I mean, the, the, the guy played his you-know-what off. So I'm not surprised that Edmonds got let go and they re-signed James Conner, but I still think Edmonds is a great guy, and I can see him playing in that Shanahan-esque type of offense, which McDonald is more than likely going to run there in Miami. So it makes a lot of sense from the Dolphins. And that's what Fragency is all about to me, is when I can see these moves and I can go, oh, that makes sense. This is what they're trying to do right now. Right, like in, in Jacksonville, yeah, they spent a lot of money. I get all that. But you see what they're trying to do, right? Get a wide receiver, win in the trenches, speed on defense. It makes a lot of sense. So I will say this so far from this, this Doug Peterson class, this Trent Bulky class, at least I can somewhat sort of see a vision of what this is going to look like. Now, we haven't found the clear picture quite yet because you still need a tight end and all this stuff. But it's starting to look like a picture. It's starting to come to formation now of, okay, I see what they're doing here. And you know what? I'm not that mad at it. Hey, real quick. Yeah, what do you got? We got a big one. Not for the Jags. We got a big signing. You okay. want it now or you want it on the other side? It involves the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, wow. That's a great tease right there. More on that. Big news of the Los Angeles Chargers coming here when we get back here on ESPN 690. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.